because that, that's better than that awkward hey is just to throw a cough in because you know why not that's that's what you do welcome to pointless talk i am podcasting professional daniel brewer who sometimes maybe clears his throat while he's talking because that's what professional people do i am so glad that you are here Thank you uh, for the big episode number three. Let's see, we started off episode number two by making some uh, clarifications, not clarifications, some corrections on episode number one. So we will not do that on episode number three. We will not correct the things that were wrong about episode number two. Instead, we will just say a big thank you to uh, the survivors of that political show, Musing Mark and Dean Barney, both of who uh, sent messages on Twitter about that show. Thank you guys very much. And uh, also, uh, I think Steve Parker uh, said something to me on Facebook about that show. So there you go. You consider yourselves survivors of the political podcast war. <laughs> not that it was a war. It wasn't really a war. I can't hear myself. This is not your problem. This is my problem. But it's all right. I'll solve it. Um, because that's what I do. Uh, today, the day that I'm recording this is uh, May 27th. 2020, and there was really big news this afternoon coming out of Disney here in Florida. Disney World is going to be reopening on July 11th. On July 11th, both the Animal Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom are going to reopen. And on the 15th, Disney Hollywood Studio and Epcot are going to be reopening, which makes me completely wrong about Epcot. Because my hypothesis was that they just weren't going to reopen Epcot. There's so much construction going on in Epcot right now. Uh, extreme, persistent construction of tomorrow, as it were. Um, that I just honestly thought that they would just double down on the construction and not worry about trying to bring back all the cast members. To, but I guess, they, you know, they know their business better than... What? What? People that run the business know it better than, than people on the internet? This is insane. Uh, the Disney World article on CNN, uh, right after they announced it today, just drove me nuts. I'm just going to share this here with you. Uh, several paragraphs into this article here, Disney World's Magic Kingdom, which houses trademark attractions like Cinderella's Castle and Space Mountain, is the world's most visited theme park, accounting for more than 20 million visitors in 2018, according to a report by AECOM. Okay, now... First of all, the castle is very pretty, but I don't think you'd really call it an attraction. Like there's, there's, there's a restaurant there. Tinkerbell flies out of the top of it, but I, I don't know that it really qualifies as an attraction. Like you don't have to wait in line to like walk through the castle. It's just a walkthrough, right? There's, there's no real attraction there. That's A. B, uh, it's not Cinderella's castle. And this drives me nuts. When I see this written or I hear people say it, it is not Cinderella's castle. It is not a castle that belongs to Cinderella. It is a castle that was named after Cinderella. The official name of the building is Cinderella Castle. No S, no possessive. Uh, and if you're saying, well, that's just, that's just silly. That's a silly thing to be upset about. You're probably right. But uh, in my defense, what, what if you were, you know, a loyal subject of the British Empire and you heard people talking about Buckingham's Palace or you heard people talking about Windsor's Castle 
right? These, these are not things. It's Windsor Castle, Buckingham Palace. It was named after the family that first established it or had some notoriety in it, but it becomes the name of the building, not meaning that this building is, belongs to them. See what I'm saying? Well, welcome to archaic, uh, what, etymology? I'm not entirely sure. Every time I heard entomology, etymology, every time I heard etymology, I always think of those, uh, those things, those, those donuts, you know, the donuts, the Entenmann's donuts. I always thought for some reason, I always thought it was that. Uh, so Epcot is not opening. Uh, the, they're going to have a reservation system in place at Disney world um, to, cause they have to restrict the, the crowds, right? They're, they're going to artificially, not artificially, they're going to restrict the amount of people that can go into the park. And so in order to accomplish that so that you don't show up and just get up to the front gate and they turn you away, right? Or worse, you, you, you have a hotel reservation and you can't get into the park because it's full. Um, so they're, they're doing a reservation system. They're going to be putting that into place, which we don't know a lot about right now, but we do know that they are not selling single day tickets uh, for July 11th forward. They're not taking new hotel reservations from July 11th forward right now. And uh, DVC members, annual pass holders, and existing hotel guests all have first dibs at the reservation system before they will consider selling more tickets. And if it's going to, if it's anything like Shanghai, uh, the state of Florida says that it has to be at 50%, can be no more than 50% capacity. But when they first opened Shanghai, they went way below the government's recommended 30% capacity that they were at. They, they only did the park at like 10%. So my guess is probably for the first month or so, they're going to just slowly ramp up the number of people that are there. Um, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know because I absolutely plan on going back to Disney. I miss Disney. It's, it's a huge part of my life. I mean, it's the entire reason that I moved back to the South, right? Well, that's not the entire reason. My mom was part of that reason. But it, I really missed when, when I lived up North and I lived away from Disney. It was one of the things that I just really, really missed. So I'm, I'm super excited about it reopening. And nobody cares at this point because I've been going on for four minutes about Walt Disney World. Um, so I told you I would not make retractions at the top of the show. And I didn't because I talked about Disney. So now I can make the retraction. <laughs> I was so proud of myself yesterday for coming up with like the best title of a show, Joe Gaffigan. And I was like, ha ha, it's like that comedian, uh, you know, and I accept it's talking about Joe Biden. That's really clever of me. Uh, and then I realized today his name is Jim Gaffigan, not Joe Gaffigan. So I completely screwed up the title of that show. Maybe it's just like his brother. It's his brother. His brother, Joe. If you don't know who Jim Gaffigan is, he is a comedian that does uh, an incredibly funny bit about bacon. And hey, guess what? We're going to talk about bacon today. So uh, here, here's it. You may recognize some of these jokes about bacon. The pig is an amazing animal. You feed a pig an apple, it makes bacon. I find that impressive. Let's see Michael Phelps do that, huh? The pig, the pig is turning an apple, essentially garbage, into bacon. That's magic or the most successful recycling program ever. Was Jim Gaffigan talking about bacon? One of the great, look that up on YouTube. It is a, a very funny bit that goes on for quite a while. Uh, but let's talk about bacon. Uh, did you know that May is National Stroke Month? 
It's true. It's true. May is National Stroke Month. Uh, At least that's what I was told by uh, an email that I got from Advent Health. Lovely people on it. It says May is National Stroke Month. Uh, And because I guess it's National Stroke Month, that should just tell you a few things about strokes, just in case you were curious about them. You know, uh, fact number one, strokes kill brain cells. That's uh, one of the five key facts about stroke, if you, in case you were curious. Uh, fact number two, there are different kinds of stroke. There's an ischemic caused by a clot. There's hemorrhagic caused by a rupture. And then there's the, everyone's favorite, the transient ischemic attack or mini stroke which is caused by temporary blockage. Fact number three about stroke, uh, about one in four stroke survivors is at risk for another stroke. So if you've had a stroke, you should, you should pay attention to the stuff that's going on there. Fact number four, prevention is key. So if you've had a stroke, create a plan, it says, with your doctor to prevent another. And fact number five, the fifth fact from the key facts about stroke, by the way, from their website, stroke.org, which is an entirely different website than I would expect would be at a URL of stroke.org. Fact number five is F-A-S-T, time lost is brain lost. F-A-S-T is, of course, an acronym for face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulty, time to call 911. There you go. And now you know five key facts about stroke here on Stroke Awareness Month. Unless, of course, they were speaking about it like in a masturbatorial sense, like, uh, you know, stroke month, maybe it means, you know, maybe May is masturbation month. Because I know what your question is. You're, wait, how did you know that it was stroke month, which I told you from an email from Advent Health. That email, by the way, is called Bacon. Oh my God, it's the point. Yes, uh, that email is called bacon. It is not spam because uh, spam is something that you didn't ask for, right? You get junk mail, spam, bacon, which uh, uses the, the, for some reason we spell it B-A-C-N. I don't know if it stands for anything. I can't find where it would stand for anything. But uh, because a country needs acronyms, I guess. Uh, Bacon, it refers to any email that is not spam or unsolicited, but that the recipient doesn't have time or is currently unable to read. Bacon is often subscribed or opt-in email that interests the user, but remains unread in the inbox for an undefined period of time. And my inbox is so stuffed with bacon that I, 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 do you remember inbox? God, inbox was so amazing. I actually had, you know, nothing in my inbox. I could, I could swipe things away. It would hide all that stupid stuff from me. And for some unknown reason, Google decided that they weren't going to uh, offer inbox anymore. They were going to take that away from us and put us back into Gmail. And Gmail doesn't do as good of a job. So uh, now I have the resurgence of all this bacon. And I go through my email box, God, probably once every couple of weeks not weeks, couple of months, every couple of months when it just gets to the point where it's like, I, I have 300 unread messages here and they're all just crap that I don't care about. 
and I clear them out, right? I go through and I hit the little unsubscribe button and I try to unsubscribe from as many of them as I can. And so I was thinking about this, this, this pile of bacon, this pile of bacon sitting in my inbox. And I was thinking to myself, self, there's got to be a better way out there for me to deal with my bacon. And in fact, there is. There is a website called unroll.me, unroll me, U-N-R-O-L-L dot M-E. It is a free service and it will actually go through your Gmail and it will pull out everything that it thinks is a subscription-based email or just, you know, one of those mailing list uh, type of emails. And it gives them to you uh, in this lovely, lovely list, alphabetically broken down, you know, by letter, whatever. It looks like I have 77 of them in my email box right now. And it lets you do one of three things with each one of those emails. You can either unsubscribe just by clicking on the button next to it, and it'll take care of unsubscribing you from that stupid email. And I believe it'll delete the emails out of your mailbox. Uh, you can keep it, which just means I just leave that alone. Just that's fine. I get that. That's my uh, Federal Express message delivery telling me that my package is coming in. That's fine. I, I'm fine with that. I want to keep that. But then they have a unique option just to them. It's called a roll up. And what a roll up will do is that they will intercept your subscription and then send you a digest once a day of all of the things that you told it to roll up that might have come in on that day. So if you got, let's say, uh, let me just read some of the ones that I have here in front of me. So out of my email box, right, I have American Home Shield, which is a warranty company. I have uh, Barclays, a credit card company. I have Booksy and Brooklyn, in which I made the mistake of buying towels from. I have Chipotle Marketing. I have Cigna. I have Wired. So if I really wanted to keep you know what? I kind of want to keep that Chipotle marketing because, you know, maybe I'll get a free burrito or something like that. I can roll that up. And if I also rolled up the wired and like, let's say the credit karma, then anytime I got emails from them, they would all come on a single email together. Like if I only got one, then it would just be one thing in that email. You understand what I'm saying. It cuts all of those things down to just a single email a day if you got something from them. So now I'm going to go through here and completely remove bacon out of my email. So unroll.me, not a sponsor. I don't get any money for that, but uh, check it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play with it here and see if it will help me uh, do what I do. Do what I do. But that's, that's like the worst, the worst transition ever. Uh, no, I'm going to see how it works and I'll, I'll let you know. But I know what you're saying. You're saying, hey, wait a second. You told me you were going to talk about bacon. That's not really bacon. I was really here to learn about bacon, the mysterious, wonderful meat that is bacon. Don't worry, I got you. Uh, here's some actual things about bacon, the meat bacon. Uh, you should never put cold bacon in a hot pan. So if your idea of cooking bacon is to heat the pan and then pull the bacon out of the refrigerator and then throw the strips down into the pan, eh, not a good thing to do. Uh, it Because the fat renders too quickly or it gets seals too quickly, you know, it gives the bacon a very gummy kind of texture. So if, if, if your bacon comes out gummy, that's because you're putting cold bacon in a hot pan. Instead, what you want to do is you want to start with a cold pan and cold bacon and then cook it over medium heat. And you want to do it cooking it low and slow will bring the fat up to temperature so that it unthaws itself before it starts to cook. And that way it renders away and leaves the nice crisp meat there behind. Uh, you can do that in any skillet. However, a cast iron skillet is the best 
vessel to cook bacon if you're going to do it stovetop. That is because a cast iron pan is not something that you wash, right? It gets seasoned by the uh, oils that are coming off the food that you cook. And bacon is an amazing source of grease, right? Bacon grease is delicious, no matter how you slice it. That's that's a horrible joke. Uh, So yeah, so you want to use a cast iron skillet. There is a, a method out there called the water method of cooking bacon. And I didn't believe it, so I tried it myself and it's actually quite good. You, what you do is you, you put the bacon in the pan and then you put water in the pan, just enough to cover the top of the bacon with water. And you cook that on high heat until the water starts to boil. Once the water starts to boil, you reduce the heat down to medium and you wait until the water completely evaporates. And once the water evaporates and is just oil and bacon left in the pan, then you reduce it the heat even lower and you finish cooking it. Let me tell you some of the best bacon I ever had literally earlier this evening made it just to test it out. Delicious, delicious. Highly recommend the water method. My only complaint with that is I usually like to cook my bacon like all at once. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like take the entire rasher of bacon and cook it all at once. And for that, I like to use the oven method which is just basically to put the uh, bacon on a metal pan, put it in a 425 degree oven for about 20 minutes, and then uh, pull it out, let them drain on some paper towels and, you know, get all your, all your bacon cooked all at once. A weird problem that we had since we moved into this house is that the, some of those drippings from me cooking bacon get on the bottom of the oven and now the oven is starting to smoke. And so I have to spend a lot of time, um, cleaning the oven Okay, you know, like way more than I had in the past. Like I'm having to do the self-cleaning part of the oven. Uh, and finally, uh, if you do that, if you cook all your bacon at once, what you can do is you can line the pieces of bacon up on a little parchment paper. Like, you know, put some on parchment paper, then put another piece of parchment paper, put some more bacon on top of that. Put those in a Ziploc bag and freeze them. And then you have pre-cooked bacon ready any time that you want. Like I said, the, the only problem that I have with the oven method is, of course, that the, uh, the oven smokes. And if my oven smokes much more, it might be in danger of having a stroke. Hey, I can be reached on Twitter. I am at Daniel Brewer. You can uh, reach out to me there and tell me what a horrible joke that was uh, or not. It doesn't matter. You know, your choice. Uh, you can also reach me via email. I'm Daniel J. Brewer at gmail.com. Also, there's this message me feature that is like uh, embedded in this anchor sys anchor.fm that I'm using. Like if you, if you, there's a message me feature, if you can go to anchor.fm slash pointless dash talk, there's a message feature there. Someone send me a message. I want to see what that does. I don't even know what that does. I want to see what that does. So if someone wants to take on the challenge of actually doing that, that would be amazing. I would really appreciate it. All right. Three shows down. I don't know how many more I'm going to do on a daily basis. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking maybe going old school Vera, you know, like a couple of days a week instead of every day, but that's all right. For the moment, I'm going to let this, uh, you know, ruminate, see what happens, try to get that muscle flex to get back into that groove of doing those kind of things. Doing, I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. I'm just, these are just words. These are just words spewing out of my mouth. Spew, spew, spew.